0: Okay, I'll start again. So we are basically the the class we we wanted to ask this question of what is Klepper? Everyone's heard the word Klepper before. This is what the class is meant to be about. What is Klepper? Okay. Um, so the foundation really of what we're going to get to is understanding what it means Magein Avraham. When we say in Shmonesha, the first bracha we say Magein Avraham. What's that? What's that concept? There's also the concept of Simcha. How it is and why it is that simcha is the foundation of our entire Voidus Hashem? The first thing that the Tanya says when he he asks the question: If we think of ourselves in a negative sense, how will we be able to serve Hashem by simcha? Um, meaning that the foundation of all of our voidus Hashem is simcha. It really, it, there's 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 no way around that. That's that everything has to be coming from simcha. Um, and then there's the sort of kamtibakamta which is interesting to talk about that just before poem but to understand what was really going on there we will get, we'll get we'll answer all of those up in the context of what is cleeper so you guys have an idea of what cleeper is if someone is to say to you what is cleeper what would you respond to them most people don't have most people don't have much to say on that so it's 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 what allows reality to be as it is cleeper's not necessarily a negative thing we talk about someone being a cleeper we use it colloquially we use it as a very negative thing yeah um but it's cleeper just basically means a cover a shell a husk like a, an orange peel or a, an eggshell that's what cleeper is cleeper allows hashem to or I shouldn't say that Hashem uses Kleeper to allow this world to appear that it has some kind of independent reality. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Pardon the <laughs> oh, pun. No, the Pardon yeah. the pun. Yeah. That's really what Kleeper is. Kleeper is the the mechanism, the the tool, whatever you want to call it, that Hashem uses, constantly uses to allow us. To experience a world. So why did Hashem give us this world with its apparent independence? It's a means to an end. What's the end? Free choice. Free choice. That is what Klippa is there for. Klippa is there to provide us with free will. So by definition, it's a means to an end. A definition it doesn't have any purpose in and of itself just like the peel of a fruit the peel of a banana or of a, a shell of an egg is absolutely a means to an end you take off the peel you throw the peel away and you eat the fruit so the peel does two things the cleeper does two things there's more as well but but on a, on, on for our for, for our intents and purposes the cleeper covers over and it is a means to an end. Now, understanding the concept of ends and means to ends is the foundation of all of Hasidus, of Torah, of, of, of reality, of, of of our relationship to Hashem and to everything, is if we can get clear on what are ends and what are means to ends, yeah, we're in a very, very good place. Okay, that's the whole ending of Shabbos, because Shabbos is, there's the six days of creation, which is called Malacha, and then there's Shabbos, which is Tachlis, Tachlis or it's the purpose. So when you think about all the Malachas of Shabbos, you have, let's say, harisha Ch- Ch- Surya, Koytzer, Mama, Dosh, you, you, each one is part of a process. So you have ploughing and, and and planting and reaping and each one in and of itself is has no purpose. It's all part of a process. So each a malach by definition, the definition of a malacha is a means to an end. Okay. Shabbos is the end. Shabbos, Shabbos is pleasure. We're not going to get. We're not going to go there. That's a whole different place to go into. But basically the. The foundation now of Kleeper, the purpose of Kleeper is for it to exert it, it, for it to um, not exert, not exude, to proclaim, so to speak, that it has its own independent reality. That is called Eloquus. Something that has its own independent reality is called God. There is only one thing that has its own, you can't call it a thing. There is only one that has its own independent reality. That's called Hashem. We call that God. But the role of Kleeper is to actually proclaim itself, so to speak, to be eloquence to be God. As in this table looks at you, or you look at this table and this table says to you, I was here yesterday. I'm here right now. I was here yesterday. I'm going to be here tomorrow. It doesn't, you need to really think to allow this table to reveal God to you. On the most basic level, this table conceals God to you unless you start using your mind. But this table says, "Not Ainod milvadoi." This table actually claims, "Aniva afsioid." Like Moshe said, Ainod milvadoi." All there is is Hashem. Paro said. He really said, um, uh, um, I, the, the, the Nile is mine, and I made myself. But in the in the navi they bring from Chasidus, it says that he uh, he proclaimed, I am, and nothing else is. That's the ultimate statement of the Klippa. So Kadusha says there is nothing other than God, and Klippa says there's nothing other than me. That's what Klepper's there to do. Kleeper is there to provide you with the ability to choose something other than Hashem. So anything other than Hashem, or anything that appears to be other than Hashem, that's called Kleeper. The terms sitra achra and Kleeper are synonymous, they just refer to two different concepts. And also the word ra as well, and chitzonim. There's lots of different words and in, in hebrew i thought for many years that if there's two words for the same thing it really means there's two things but it's not true it, there can be multiple words for the same thing and it from each of those different words you'll learn a different concept from that one thing it's like like a, a dime and 10 cents it's referring to the same thing but 10 cents is in relationship to a dollar and sense, whereas a dime is what we call it unto its own, right? So we can have different words. So Sidra Achwa, kleper, Chitsoinim, and Ra are all the same. Uh, even Simsum, Hestapanim, those start getting more technical what they're about. But all these all these concepts are basically the the creation of another, or an apparent other, that allows us to think... That Hashem isn't all there is, because there's also the table. Okay. So the desire of the cleaver, right? remember, cleaver is a is a is a, a creature is a is a whatever you want to call it. I don't know the word to call it. It's a thing made by God. And as such, just like the moon and the sun and, and water, it, it's completely. It doesn't have free will. It does. Hashem's bidding. Yeah. But it was invested with a desire of its own and its desire is to exist. That's what Klepper does. Just like a tiger has a, has its nature is to, as, as a, as something walks past, it sees the back. If you look at, if you watch a tiger, you'll see that in, in t- captivity, that's, that's from the wild You'll see it standing there and as someone walks past it and it sees the back of anything, it gets ready to pounce. That's that's the nature of a tiger. So the nature of Cleeper is to long to or want to exist. How does that actually play out in the world? Because it exists. If, somebody think, if something really wants to exist and it already exists, what does that look like? So it plays out in a couple of ways. So um, the, first, the first point is that it wants to become more and it wants to accumulate. So now forget the what Where we're going to turn now to make it very relevant is to talk about us, what the Cleeper in us is. Okay, because we could go in a few different directions with this class when talking about Klippa, we could talk about the mechanism and the technicalities of what Klippa actually is and how it works. Or we could go the, the route that I want to go and to see the Klippa inside of us, that part of us that's called Klippa, how does that express itself? That part of us that is the opposite of Hashem, which we're experiencing the whole time, literally the whole time. How does that play out in this world? Okay. So the first thing is that it wants more and it wants to accumulate. Okay. That's a very simple concept that the more stuff I have, the bigger I am, the more, the more solid my existence becomes. Yeah. Uh, Then there's the idea of being special and sticking out, being, uh, being noticed like that's the whole, that's what's driving social media. The idea of people recognizing you and liking you and even not liking you as long as they're what was it that my Ruby says? He says, uh, look, just, uh, it, you know, tell me that, you know, talk bad about me. So just, just as long as you're talking about me, that's, that's the, that's the main thing. So um, that desire to stick out and to be special, but this is where we really want to go. the, The deepest desire of Klipa is to solidify its own existence, as we just said. The the most um, effective way of solidifying our own existence is through identification. Identification is what we do through our faculty of Das. Identification is when me and something else merge with each other on a on a level of self. Meaning that on a very simple level, a person is identified with, let's say, his football team. He'll use the word we when he's talking about his football team. When his football team win, he'll be jumping around and celebrating. And when they lose, he'll be on the floor crying. Well, how could that be? How could... What's happened is the person, that's what it means, identify. Identification means that the person's sense of self and it could be anything. Let's say for in the example, the football team have merged with each other. They've become one, okay? So we can, we can literally identify with anything. And this is what the creeper in us is trying to do all the time. All the time. Identify with... Anything it can now. Ideally, it would identify with our with our property portfolio and our you know our our Ferraris and and our position of power, whatever. Yeah, that's ideally. If we don't have that, which most of us don't, it could end up identifying with something like a backache or with an abusive marriage. Meaning, it will start to it, all it wants to do is exist. So. If it doesn't have that, that you know, the the ten billion dollar property portfolio, it it needs to latch on to something to identify with something, even a backache, even my abusive childhood. It can actually identify with that, and therefore solidify my sense of self. You with me? It's profoundly. It's a profound yeah. idea. So we're constantly looking so so we we the idea of when a person just says you know I'm I'm so rubbish or, I'm I'm worthless and I'm nothing yeah and we think that person's got no ego their 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 sense of ego is gone it's actually the exact opposite it's absolute ego in fact them and Donald Trump I always use him as my example of a, a you know good example of someone who's egotistical yeah they're actually very similar just they've identified with what they had access to identify with trump has got his his properties all over the world and his positions of power and this person doesn't have any of that so they've identified with whatever they have had and whatever they do have and it's the same mechanism that's working in Donald Trump and in this this you know schleppy housewife in wherever it is. The same mechanism is working. This concept of solidifying my existence. As long as I'm the most abused person, or I'm the unluckiest person, or I etc, cetera, etc., cetera, that is the ego. Having latched on... I tried not to use the word ego. I used the word yesha bahami. It's a nicer Jewish way of saying ego. So we'll try and use that for now. What is it?
1: yesh? What? What was the word that
0: you're going to use? Yesha yesh bahami. Our animal sense of self, which is what the going referred to as ego. So so this is, this is an amazing thing. We're going to take it a step further. So I want to just... I'm going to draw this quickly. It's very simple, but it just to see if it graphically, it's going to be helpful. Hmm?
1: You have to identify with
0: something. What?
1: You're saying is you have to ident- everyone has to. Ever, not with what? What are your we, identity? Like you exist. You identify with a lot if of you stuff. If you don't have problems or good things, then you don't exist. That's what you're saying. Yeah.
0: You're saying we have to ident- ident- we're longing to identify with everything. We're longing to identify with everything. You're, you're, now, you're longing to identify with something. Like you're saying you have to be careful what you identify with. Well, you, you have to, as a Jew, see, it's, we'll see, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So this is basically, it's hardly even worth drawing. It's very simple. So now, this is the person, the sense of self. Okay, this is the actual person, yourself. Now the more things we identify with, not that the wall goes further from us, but this wall gets thicker and higher and stronger. Okay, this would be a person whose wall around him conceptually is um, is very uh, fortified, very high, very thick, made of strong material, that would be a person who we would say has a very strong Yesha Bahami, a very strong sense of ego, okay? Not a strong sense of ego, but his ego, his sense of self has been able to latch on to so many different things, or one thing in such a profound way, that he has created this wall around him that becomes basically impenetrable, okay? Becomes a- it becomes like impenetrable. Right. Now, what's anger? Yakov's a PhD in uh, psychology, no? Oh, exactly. Something neuroscience. Like that. Neuroscience. What's what do you define anger as?
1: Anger. So y- usually, I mean, it's a spectrum from irritation to like. Blown we'll anger, but generally it's when somebody is trying to penetrate, like, violate your boundaries, and attack. Somebody it. else is violating. Ah, yeah. oh, beautiful. So you're trying to defend yourself. So you're pushing them out. Beautiful. But, right, because that's when you get angry. I'll punch them out. He's getting too close. He's he's invading your sense of something.
0: Okay, beautiful. So that that's exactly what we're gonna say. I didn't. I've never seen that in any kind of text. But so this yes, is what I uh, Yes. Yeah, so this is this is this is what, how I understand Tanya, is that anger comes from a breach in this wall when somebody breaches this wall exactly what you just said when somebody breaches this wall it causes anger what's the mechanism this is this is amazing truly amazing okay now we could say if we wanted to be firm and use firm language we could say that when you're covered when your honor takes some kind of hit is reduced by someone or something that causes a a, um, a reaction, a, 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 a reaction of anger. But what's the anger actually coming to do? You have a you have an answer you for that question. Coming of protect yourself.
1: No, not protect You're basically
0: trying to push out the invaders. Push out the invaders. So this, this is a slightly, slightly different right, way of like, things. So. so this is, a, so let's say now, let's say for example, a good example, <laughs> is when you're on, a, you're in the, you're, you know, you're, you're driving and someone cuts you up, yeah, so that's okay? A, I was, was going to give the same example. Yeah, that's a good, good, road rage is a good example. And also just to think, is, it's nice thing to think, is that when you're in your car, your boundaries are very, you're delineated very cleanly in your little metal box, yeah? Your wall is conceptually there, you know, you're in your wall, so it, you feel, that's, that's, anyway. So, so now what happens is this guy basically cuts you up, yeah? Which means he really broke your wall here. He diminished you. He diminished you. He diminished you're you. You're nobody, I can just cut yeah. you. Yeah, so he diminished you. He basically broke your wall. He created a break in your wall. Now, what anger does, this is the mechanism of anger, how I've understood it. Anger turns X into an enemy. Which means conceptually, this is X, he's the guy who cut you up. Now what anger does is by me turning him into an enemy, an enemy is basically someone that I build a wall between, me and him. I erect a wall between me and my enemy. Love and hate, are two, the two emotions. Love is, is a attraction towards, and hate is a repulsion away. Which means I build a wall around you. When I hate someone, I build a wall around them. So anger is basically me proclaiming my hate for so-and-so. So what I do is I build a wall around him. And by building a wall around him, just like if I live next door to somebody and I make him, I build, he builds a wall on his field. By definition, automatically he fills in the wall on my field. So a wall around him the other side of that wall is delineating me. So by me turning him into an enemy through my anger, I actually fill the break in the wall of my of my yesh Bahami that he that he broke. That's what anger is there to do. So now so it's, a nice, it's very nice that works very well with a guy who is the guy who cut me up in the street. But how could it be that I would get angry over something like um, the, um, the uh, the inequal distribution of wealth in the world? When I look at how rich some people are and how poor some people are, that gets me angry. Is that the same mechanism? Or is it a different, a whole different concept? It's, it's same. exactly the same. Even, yeah, the same thing, thing time is time. here, it's much more it's much more conceptual it could get you angry you it, people you, angry. you could get angry over some uh, some kind of inju- i mean that gets something, me angry so, but something, something that's so an unjust it's injustice it's out of your reach well let's say somebody told you that they were in the the supermarket yeah and they um some guy didn't have money to pay and they gave him the credit card as a big as a big to pay and after he paid he ran off with the credit card would that make you angry? That someone would do such a thing?
1: I mean, bother, bother. I mean, if I was in the store, yeah. maybe i get angry and try to get him.
0: No, but... but so if the, I'm not in the, the, the store,
1: co- it would be upsetting. It would be like... It would, be, it would, That's it a, would feel th- something bad
0: happen. But you it could hurts. imagine someone doing... I, I, it depends who you are. This, I'll get there. I, we'll explain that in a second. What would make you... I was just giving an example of me. It makes me angry when I see people driving around in, you know, million-dollar cars and I have people calling me asking for food for Shabbos. That makes me angry that there's people who drive million-dollar cars and there's people with no money. That makes me angry. I'm screaming and shouting. Why? Because I have identified with the concept of wealth, the concept of justice. That's part of my identity. That's part of who I am. So when I see that value that I have being broken by someone, it's the exact same thing. The exact same thing. And again, it's the anger, anger that puts even the weather. If I identify with the fact that I deserve that it should be a nice day, that's 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 I'm identified with the fact that I deserve X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. And it doesn't work out, then I get angry again. It's the exact same mechanism. That's why the Talmud can explain that that by remaining silent when somebody embarrasses you is one of the ultimate spiritual practices you could ever do. Because when this wall, see, it's really funny because when this wall gets broken down, even though you feel, you feel like you're dying and that you, it's like you, you can't live in are You're going to go, You're going to die, you're going to stop existing, yeah? The truth is that that's not true at all. Absolutely not true whatsoever. And in fact, ultimate life, true life, real life, is when we remove that wall around us. Because that wall is just an imaginary, it's just a conceptual thought construct that we've made, because you don't really identify with anything. You can't identify with a football club. You identify with the concept of the football club that you've invented in your mind. You with me? That's really all of our identification on a deeper level. All of our identification is with what we call thought forms. That's really what identification is.
1: It's, it's a Vimean. Vimean, yeah.
0: Ex- except for like, I mean, with a person, you can actually have a. That's the avoda. The 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 uh, the of marriage is identifying with your wife, a genuine merging with your wife. So that's not a thought form. That's two beings merging into one. But but the things of kleeper, trafe identifications, which we're full of, the, the the identifications we have with kleeper are always to do with actual thought forms. That's really what it's all about. So now, this actually answers up now a beautiful thing that when I realised this, I can't tell you the Simcha, how do we deal with the That How would we deal with the fact that God gets angry? See, as a firm guy, as as an FFB person, people don't have that issue. A little bit. But as a a Baal Tshuva, when you read the Chumash, And you see God gets angry at this and he gets angry at that, and he's he's like this old angry man screaming the whole time, yeah? It's difficult to deal with when you're coming from the outside. How do you deal with it? But it's the exact same concept on a much holier level, is that what what makes God angry? There's only one thing that makes Hashem angry. A varies. Okay, as we say in Kriya Shema, what makes Hashem angry is available. So we've got what's called Malchus Shemaim, which we call the kingship of heaven, whatever. But if you want to translate it into our terminology of 2023, uh, we would call it Hashem's organization. That's what Malchus Shemaim is, it's an organization. So you have a company where you have the CEO over here, and then you have the uh the the managing directors let's say and then you have like the cfo and you have this broken down into all different i know it gets more complicated nowadays and then these it breaks down into more 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 more. and that, that's a, that's an organization okay so you have you have the jeff bezos up here and then you have myriads of mirrors and then you have the guy who actually hands you the package down here after all the yeah but it's really jeff bezos flowing through all of the all of the of the system down to the little guy who gets out his car and hands you the package yeah for all intents and purposes that's really in a sense jeff bezos himself coming and handing you your package just like i would give it with my hand he uses another guy eventually it comes down and he gives it to you yeah so malchus Shemayim. so so we've got things like we've got like you know uh, Amazon and Facebook and Apple, Microsoft. Yeah, that t- that's against hashkachapraz.
1: Pratis. What do you mean? Because hashkachapraz is not that it's through a messenger. The messenger doesn't really have a choice. It's coming
0: straight. No, through. no, we're not. We're, we're talking about we're talking about the, the 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 king Hashem's kingdom in this world, as in us doing our mitzvahs, human beings being part of the system. Not not talking about Pratis. I understand so. You with me? as in we're talking about before we get to god yeah let's just well this is we said this is amazon yeah this is jeff bezos and then we've got mark Zuckerberg, and then we've got steve jobs whatever you want to have yeah so you've got so you have all these uh i was just joking so you have you have all these they're part of a bigger organization they're all part of what's the organization they're a part of That, it's called the United States of America. That's a Malchus. The United States of America is an organization up here that then divides into all of the... Again, it's, it, conceptually, it's absolutely 100% just another organization like Facebook and Google and, and, and just just much bigger with, with an army, yeah? So Malchus Shemayim... Is going to be when there's Melachim Ashiach up here, who's absolutely and utterly dedicated to Hashem, and all of the Melachim—Donald Trump and Putin and whatever else, whoever else they are—they are all under his direction, and then the whole world is going is is in complete harmony, down to the little guys who are handing the handing out the candies wherever. They are just like this guy who handed you the package was really just an embodiment in a sense of Jeff Bezos. Yeah, the Havdil. So when the Boyne Shalom is at the top, when Marcus Shemaim is complete and Mashiach, so here. And when and and Mashiach is here and everything's coming through all of then that means the world is full of Deus Hashem. That's the Inyan. that's the content of Hashem pouring down through the whole thing, and the whole world becomes unified with Hashem.
1: I thought it was gonna be a personal relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought
1: it was gonna be a personal relationship between man
0: and God. Well this is a relationship so well it is it's and not, the way this
1: equation is made is that even after Mashiach, you're not gonna have a personal relationship.
0: You'll be getting somewhat of a Hashbah, you know, down No, the line. no no. Well th- this is this is talking about how the world on the on the external level, so to speak, how the world is running. That's how it looks like it's running. Well the... Yeah, but that's how it is. That's how it actually expresses itself in the world. That's how, Rats how HaShem is. expresses it's itself not in the world. actually itself. what's happening. It's how it seems it's happening.
1: Why? Cuz wishkofra means that really it's direct. God I
0: mean, is having a direct too, relationship with you. You are right. But this just because this is how the system works. It doesn't mean that this guy can't be having a direct relationship with God as well. But there's a system you've got you've got the concept of the Gadoli Yisrael, and then under the gadolier cell, then you've got the rabbonim and the rabbonus and the bate dinim, and then you've got the regular yidden. You understand? And then you've got the kids. So there is there's a there's a structural system 100%. So it, it's it's not we're not we're, talk, we're not talking about an actual personal relationship. We're just talking about the the structure the organisation of of what we call Malka Shemaya. Okay. The, so there's the moment the, the the lower components are in harmony. You know, Amazon is in harmony down the line. Yeah this is saying that the harmony doesn't exist at a higher level at all but when this happens then the whole thing will be playing to the same exactly. conductor mm-hmm. the orchestra so they will all align and be working in the exactly you know, for the same for the same purpose because right now facebook and amazon and google are in competition with each other yeah but once they're all looking because they're the top of their that's why we say Bush and Kramakhus uh, on an one word quietly, because it's not there yet. On Yom Kippur, when all the yidna are in shul and we're doing what we're meant to be doing, then we say it out loud because then it's Mahmash in place. But, but I mean, then, everyone's working to be on the tap. That's what you're saying. Everyone's working
1: what you're saying is that everyone's working to be on the tap without realizing that the truth is that there's someone on tap.
0: Well Yeah, because they're, they, we live they're in working
1: God. for the one on tap. Right now they're trying to be their own God. They own God, really? like we said,
0: that's Kleeper. Yeah. Exactly, that's Kleeper. So once, this, now, now this is the point. What does it mean Hashem gets angry? So in a sense, this is called Gaius Lavesh. The Malchus of Hashem is called his Gaiva, his, his arrogance. Yeah, not, mm-hmm. that's not the right mm-hmm. word to say that. but we say that, the Psukim say that, that it's, it's, this is his system. And he needs this, wants this, for whatever, however we say that. He wants this to be exactly how we've described on, on the perfect level. Yeah. Now, when a Jew does an avera, see, when a Jew's doing a mitzvah, a Jew's connected to mitzvah, everything's running as it should. When a Jew is doing an avera, he creates a breach in the system. You with me? In exactly the same way, the as that guy is driving, so to speak, the guy cut in and he, so to speak, asserted his reality over your reality while you're driving. He said, I'm God. Who are you? And he cut in front of you and that broke that. Now you get angry to, re- to replenish this wall by building the wall around him. You with me? So what happens is Hashem's anger. See, the problem is we think that we're learning from our anger to his anger. But that's the wrong way. He has real anger. We have the make-believe anger. Just like he has the real hand and the real arm. And our hand and arm is the, the make-believe. A real hand and a real arm can split a sea and destroy the most powerful nation in the world. Yeah, This is just the make-believe hand and arm. Yeah. So, so this is really Hashem's anger, which is the real anger. By the way, what's his anger called? One of the words for his anger. uh, And yeah, there's a lot of words. Chema from Russian choyma, from wall. Chesmem, hey, yeah, means wall in Hebrew. So by his anger, what happens when he gets angry with the Yidden? Bad stuff happens to us. We get schmiced and smushed around and beaten up and killed and exiled from our land and our behemoths don't have what to our animals don't have what to eat and that etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah what does that do sure. hopefully it brings us back to chuva which means it's exactly the same concept the mechanism it's that, it's not that it's the same mechanism it's that we have t- our anger is a is a, is a, is a, um, a, uh, what's the word? A, um, a, uh, metaphor. Like a metaphor. is a, it's a, a How do you say that? It's a, um, uh, reaction. It, it's, it's, co- it's come down. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, um, a slight, um, example of, of his, of his, uh, it, it's a, a dimion of his, a, a, uh, a subset, something like that. You understand what I'm saying? Let's say that. Okay. So the 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 we'll finish off because we've gone over time. You have another ten minutes, or we're we gonna finish. Ten minutes. ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Good. So the, um, the this is this is now the. There's so much more to say, but this is. Well, part two. Well, okay. There's a lot to share. But th- this is this is the story of Avram Avino. On the most profound level, and how it is that the Akedah, the Akkadis Yitzchak, was the was the beginning of Am Yisrael. And uh, this is a I, this is a this is I looked, at, I tried to look up the Medrash, and I saw, I found different things, but I I, I learned this from from Khan. Khan, He said this outright. So this is what he said. That at the time of the Akkadis Yitzhak, when Avraham um, offered up Yitzhak, um, the main avera in the world at that time was people killing their children, ch- child sacrifice. That was, the, that was the thing going on in the world, okay? Not in the Jewish world. Mean, there wasn't was a Jewish, Jewish world. Yeah, yeah. But in the Goyesha world, the thing that was going on, the most profound thing that was going on at the time was child sacrifice. Now, I always learned that. I always had in mind, you know, like crazy people with like underpants on their head and machetes killing kids and screaming and whatever. But listen to what, what Raviel said. He said like this, that the people at the time got together, they had a big meeting and they wanted to come up with the the most difficult thing they could do for moilech for their God. They wanted to do the hardest thing possible, the ultimate service. So some people stood up and they said, OK, we're going to kill ourselves. We're going to shecht ourselves, we'll sacrifice ourselves, and that will be the ultimate level. And everyone's cheering like, yeah, we'll do that. And then someone said, no, no, I can think of something even more profound, a deeper sacrifice, is we're going to sacrifice our firstborn spitzes best children and everybody realized how more powerful that was and everyone agreed like solemnly agreed so listen to the picture that reveal painted he said that in that generation the child sacrifice was everyone was crying their eyes out the, the priests were crying, the children were crying, the parents were crying, they were comforting each, other, comforting each other, saying this is the best thing that you could do, you know, taking their best children and killing them. It wasn't like this crazed, you know, machete fest. It was a, it was a deep, painful, powerful experience, which when you hear that, you're like, wow, so now what was the test of Avram? On a few levels, like so, what's going on? Abraham was just being told. We're, we're told how big a thing it was to shech his son, yeah. But we, all the all the people in the world, were doing that at the same time, and with, with tremendous pain and difficulty. So why would that be the precursor to Am Yisrael? That would create the nation of Israel from from that act that everybody else was doing at the same time. So listen to this. What we all said but really what you fill in a little bit more of the story Avraham had an organization at the time yeah I'm making this up called don't kill your kids yeah that was his organization he had been running this organization for 30 40 years he was outside the Bati of Roder house of Roder with like a stick with a whole bunch of people shouting we don't kill our kids God doesn't want you to kill your kids he had a whole organization against child sacrifice Now Hashem turns around to him and says, "Avram, now you have to kill your child. So the question would be, imagine if one of these priests turned around to Avraham and said, "Avram, kill your kid or I'll kill you. Any half decent human being would take the bullet. What's the question? He's been running this organization for 30, 40 years. Don't kill your children. A guy says, now kill your kid or I'll kill you. What's the question? Of course you kill me. Hashem turns around to Avraham and says, Avraham, kill your child. Avraham says yes. This is the key word here, is that Avraham, on this understanding of what the Kedis Yitzhak was, Avraham was giving up his Sheetah. That's the key word, Sheetah. Ah, it's a A Sheetah, we'll call it your ideology is the most powerful level of identification a person can have. That is the most solid, that is the most solid um, wall you can build around yourself, your ideology. As you see, Goyim throughout the ages have given up their lives for their religion, for their, for their, what's the, the I always quote Braveheart. You know that scene in Braveheart where he says they may take our lives, but they may not take our freedom. So go up to William Wallace and say to him, Bill, what would you give up your freedom for? He'd be like, um, no. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> I'll give up my life for my freedom, but I what's there to give up. for my?" You could maybe say he'd give up his children. But he wouldn't. He'd give up his freedom for his children, which is another whole layer of complexity and beauty. If you want to put it in, but you can think about it yourselves. We'll go there. That was what Avraham did. That was the oymek. The, that was the depth of the... the that was what caused Klal to become a nation, was that a, a human being gave up his shita, his ideology for God. And that was the ultimate level of Anuchi afa v'aifeh. That was the Anuchi, the sense of self, offer, smashed to the floor, broken down, Afer means it was then it was then um, uh, not sacrificed. Well, elevated. elevated. It was then elevated or burned as a sacrifice to a and left with Afer. That was that was that was Avram. So, so just to quickly finish off again, these are all things we could talk about forever. That come to What what's so? We just spoke about the negative way. How do you break this? How do you break this Yesha Bahami? So we spoke about it could be through suffering, it could be through um, uh, embarrassment, it could be through um, um, things not going, etc, etc. as we've just spoke about, all these things that dent your sense of self, yeah they, they allow you to diminish this wall. but you know what, in this generation, the most profound well it's always been, but in this generation, because we're so weak, um, the possibly the most profound way of dissolving that wall is so i'll give you a quick story i said this at my shavas table but excuse me i'll repeat it again i had a i had a a, a kid when i took pictures at a chasna one time this kid the chasan called me a couple of months before the chasna saying shmuel just one thing my parents absolutely hate each other they're divorced we can't under any circumstances, you can't take a picture with them together. It will be a disaster. He called me a week before. He called me the day before. Three times he called me. Shmuel, please, I know I've told you, just remember. no Don't ask them to be. Make sure they're away from me. At the Simcha, yeah, after the Chuppah, they both come up to me together. Like, can we get a picture, please, with our son together? They were like, It was amazing. The boy was there like this. He couldn't believe what had happened. Simcha is one of the most profound tools it's not the right word that we have that will allow us to remove this wall. Simcha. And that's the oymek of the story of Kamta Bakamsa. Because you know the story of Kamta Bakamsa, yeah? You know the story of Kamsa Bakamsa? So so the shot Pasha Pasha is it was just he embarrassed someone in public. But there's lots of examples, I know that's a terrible, terrible thing, don't get me wrong, but there's lots of examples of someone embarrassing someone in public. That wasn't the oimek of the story. The oimek of the story was it was at a simcha. And the mechanism, the natural mechanism that Hashem has created in this world that allows for the dissolution of the Yesha Bahami is simcha. And the guy comes at a Simcha. So if you were just being natural and playing with the rules of reality, you would have said, you know what? Sit down, eat, come. staying." He went against nature with his Yesha Bahami. That was, that was worthy of the base of Migdash Islam being destroyed. That, that not cashing in on the mechanisms that Hashem built into reality to allow us to actually serve God, to go against nature, to protect our sense of self, that was that was that was a cause for the destruction of the Basin in Bikdush. and that's Magen Avram. Magen Avram, Magain is the and Magain is a shield, a surrounding. What's the Magen? Who's the Magen Avram? a Hashem. That's our wall. That's the chidosh of a yid. The khidish of a yid is that is that a goy can't do this. A goy can't do this. A goy would always have either a wall around him, or he could end up a very elevated spiritual, not really spiritual, a very elevated goy, could potentially remove the wall. That's called ego dissolution. There's going who've done that. But we are the ones who can be zirchah to the Mgeim That our wall around us can actually be the Wobona Shlodem. Not as some kind of identification, like religious identification at all. Nothing like that at all. But actually having our sense of self, so to speak, dissolve into him. So the of Vaham really means that the little blip in the middle that we call me actually ends up dissolving into that wall that we call Hashem, and that's how Hashem actually comes into this world through the Jew. Because only the Jew can do that. The highest level of the Jew, of the of the Goy is a is Shita. I, we could bring maybe next time we'll bring loads of beautiful examples. Like the story in um, the Gomorrah in um, in Sukkah of when the Goyim ask Hashem for a Mitzvah and He gives them the Mitzvah of Sukkah. You know the, the Gomorrah talking about yeah. That that's a, a beautiful demonstration of this idea. Another time we'll go there. Anyway, so just by Purim, just to bring it back to Purim quickly, is we have all the mitzvahs of Purim, which is, the, well, not all of them, but shlachmanas and Matanas of Yodim and the Suda, is all this inion of Simcha, which is helped by some alcohol as well, to dissolve these, to dissolve this all around us. And then we can actually have real relationships with everybody else. And... Um, and that's a precursor to uh, to uh to pace of the And then it goes on from there. Okay, Zotha okay. Yeah.